All right, John Garrison hits the road recruiting as we all knew he would. And will there be any drama in the Marcel Reed recruitment? We'll find out. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for tuning in. Just a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football or basketball coverage. With massive lineups of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC, I can always catch the games I want on Sling, and now you can too. Check out Sling TV to check out their massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love, the price you'll love. Try it today. Also, thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below and upvoting the video itself. Anyway, so John Garrison is on the road recruiting. We have a picture right here. We're going to put this up in just a second. Um, this is him at Bryson Sanders' house. Um, John Garrison would be the guy in the red shirt. Now, when you look at John Garrison as a hire, the first thing you notice is his track record of players coming through the system. He was very, very good at NC State. He has a track record of being with Lane Kiffin in 2018. Now, John Garrison, he's an O-line coach. He's most recently at NC State. He went there from FAU, and he was at UNLV before that. Before then, though, his, he was entirely at Nebraska, almost you know, 10, 15 years in Lincoln, Nebraska. And he played ball under Frank Solich. He coached under Bo Pelini. And that's kind of the path that he took for the Cornhuskers. Now, I don't want to, you know, say anything about the mid-90s running style of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. He played for Frank Solich, not Dr. Tom. But he played in that same type system. And back when O-line play was the standard at Nebraska. So this is a major upgrade that Ole Miss has made at the offensive line position. I know everybody says that, yada, yada, yada. But this, honestly, if you look at first-round picks and all of this stuff going through, John Garrison is a home run higher. Now, one thing that you can look forward to is some of the concepts that were run back in the playbook with Tom Osborne, Frank Solich, even Bo Pelini. I think some of those concepts will appear in the Ole Miss offense, especially zone-type stuff. And the stuff that he has picked up along the way, he was in this this system in 2018 at FAU. He went to NC State under Dave Dorn, continued to produce. So three or four different types of offensive systems he's actually thrived in and done really well. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I don't know if I could be much more excited than I am right now because – when you look at his actual body of work, it's kind of impressive. Now, him hitting the road recruiting means this was probably in the works for a while. 
you know, is I don't want to say anything or talk out of school or anything like that, but him already um, hired, already on the road recruiting. NC State has already replaced him. I think this has been in the works for a minute or two, and I think they were pretty open behind the scenes about it with their employer. But John Garrison at Ole Miss, big hire. What this will mean, honestly, is a different look at what where offensive linemen fit. And that is the main thing whenever you have offensive linemen because they're going to have a system that they look at. And their system would be like one offensive coach looking at Jeremy James as a tackle, another offensive coach looking at him as a guard, another offensive um, looking at him as best available, where let's put him on the line wherever we need him. Three different offensive line coaches. They're all pretty good, but they're going to have slight idiosyncrasies between them. Now, we'll see if this affects um, Jalen Williams or Micah Pettis out at the tackle position. We'll see if this will affect um, James coming back for another year. Will Eli Acker reappear at center? Will Caleb Warren end up at guard? There's a lot of questions and a lot of bodies that can play the position, but now this will open it up to almost a reshuffling of what's going on. I expect Jalen Williams to stay at left tackle. He looks like a left tackle, but I could honestly um, see Micah Pettis going inside as a run blocker and just being a mauler left guard replacing Nick Broker. And if James comes back, I mean, he would fit over at right tackle or something like that. So we'll see how this offensive line shifts during the springs. Because one thing I think is sure is it is going to shift. Now, people are going to talk about was the situation with Lane Kiffin um, with the previous offensive line coach a mistake? Not necessarily. Lane Kiffin has had success with people that he, let's say, picked early, saw early. Um, as a GA and just raise them up through the ranks. Charlie Weiss Jr. is an example of that. It just didn't quite work with Thornton for whatever reason. Even though he ran for 3,400 yards last year, there was a problem with pass blocking and, and, and with the offense as a whole. So we'll see exactly how this looks moving forward. I mean, we've all seen it seen exactly what this looks like, but I think Ole Miss is going to continue to run the football. It's going to look like FAU with Devin Singletary. If you have any questions about what Ole Miss's offense is going to look like, go back to 2017, Florida Atlantic. Go back to 2022, Ole Miss. The offense is going to be heavy run. Now, the question that I have is, well, will they be a little bit less heavy run next year? I'm not sure. I think instead of 70% run, we could see something 60-65%. But in the RPO games, it all depends on what the defense is going to be willing to give you. A lot of the run plays last year, they were just doing straight run plays. It wasn't even RPOs. Um, so we'll see if RPOs come into the equation with the team. This show is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. You know... When I worked at Dell a while back, we used to always have like this competition and part of it was to get delicious Omaha steaks and it would get cutthroat. It would get ridiculous. Whatever we had to do, we went over and beyond to um, win this Omaha steaks package. I mean, this is insane though. 
Omaha State has cut prices 50% wide, site-wide, to make you the gift-giving hero that you've always wanted to be. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has everything you need to give a gift that's simply perfect. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites like delicious butcher cuts filet mignons, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals. They're ready in a flash. So don't wait. Order today and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code Locked On at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get an extra 40% off your order. There may be a minimal order required, but, I mean, this sounds really good. That's Omaha Steaks. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Now, let's turn our attention real quick to the high school recruiting scene. Yesterday, we talked about the kids that played in the Mississippi-Alabama game. I want to talk a little bit about Marcel Reed in this show. Marcel Reed is, in my opinion, the future at quarterback at Ole Miss. He has a chance to be unbelievably special, and when you watch him play, he can do really, really great things. So, I'm looking forward to seeing him in a red and blue uniform. Now, he's taken an official visit this past weekend to Auburn. And he's going to take one to Texas A&M. Now, in my 10 years at Rivals, I saw this recruitment 100 times. Now, 87% of the time, it went straightly straight as chalk. But it could get weird on about 13% of those um, visits. Texas A&M is going to show him a bag, but they do have Connor Wiegman. So it's not a situation where you just have to sit one year and you can take over and be the guy. Texas A&M, I think, would be a threat if it was not for Connor Wiegman, honestly. I mean, I really like um, Marcel Reed, and I do not think they're playing games. If you look at um, Marcel Reed asking about NIL, and his dad immediately um, popped up in the Twitter thread saying, hey, this is about Tennessee's NIL situation, not anything to do with college choice. And that lets you know that they're trying to tamp down drama. Now, Hugh Freeze getting him to Auburn and him not committing at Auburn, um, that's that's a really big deal. Um, I, Auburn is doing this weird thing where everything we have they want. That That's fine. That's fine. But you can't really claim that you are a superior and always program if you are constantly going after people that were there or people that are there. So that, that's kind of a weird situation as well. So I don't anticipate this being too much drama. I, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe this is a free trip. You go out there, you have a good time. Everybody that's being recruited should enjoy their college experience. And this would be just another example of doing that. I think Marcel Reed has a chance to be a super, super special quarterback at Ole Miss, though. I think he's a perfect fit. He's a 
He's a Bryce Young type player. I'm not comparing him to Bryce Young. He's a Bryce Young type player. If you look at some of his highlights in the state championship loss to Baylor School, um, which Bryson Sanders was the winner of that game, um, you see him make some plays where he just avoids pressure, finds a place, throws the ball out in the space. Looks like almost like he's throwing the ball away, but he hits a receiver in stride, touchdown, let's go. He is functioning at an athletically superior rate at such a high level that it would not surprise me in five years to find out that NBA just wasn't that good overall and that Marcel Reed just made them over and over and just carried them along the lines all the way to the state championship, even though they might not be exactly what they normally are. I expect NBA to be a decent team year in and year out. I'm originally from Middle Tennessee, or I lived there for 15 years. Um, so, you know, when you talk about NBA and everything, you think about, you know, Ty Chandler and people like that playing running back in just a really good private school program in Middle Tennessee. But this one was different. It was a basically a true freshman running back, um, Marcel Reed and a bunch of dudes. I mean, that that's the way, that's not an insult to anybody, but that's the way it came off. And they won some games they probably shouldn't have won just off of the talent of Marcel. So we'll see exactly what he does moving forward and how he does when he gets to Ole Miss in January. Like I said, we got to get through this um, visit cycle. There's one more visit to go to Texas A&M. Ole Miss gets through that. I think they're going to be okay. But remember, if people are not recruiting and like full court press, pressing recruiting your commits right now, there's something wrong. So LSU coming after Aiden Williams and Jamarius Brown, Alabama coming after Centarian Perkins, um, Auburn and Texas A&M coming after Marcel Reed. That's a big thing. People throwing Hail Marys up towards signing day. You never know. Sometimes you know, Hail Marys work, but you have a situation where um, Ole Miss has some really good players on a relatively small class. They're sitting there at like 12 commits at the moment or so. I don't know the exact number. It's somewhere around there um, because the players come in, you know, going back and forth. But if you look at it, it's got seven, seven of those are four stars. Seven or eight of them are four stars. And other sites have different players as four stars. So this is a very big, very good evaluated class. And I can remember when I was at Ole Miss, and that was 15 years ago. I mean, it might feel like the Stone Ages, but it wasn't the Stone Ages. But 15 years ago, if Ole Miss got seven four-star commits and a 25-man class, it was considered a good year. To have seven out of 12... This is uncharted territory, and I'm, I'm pretty impressed about where this could go, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it because, I mean, what are you, you going to do about it? it? It's just really cool. Lane Kiffin's done a really good job at recruiting, really good job at building rosters. Like I said, nobody has a problem with the single thing Lane Kiffin has done in regards to the Ole Miss football program. Not a single one. And the peop the fact that people, for some reason, try to marry the two, 
is a problem. They do have a problem with some of the outside stuff. And I think, you know, winning will cure a little bit of that. And he'll go around and kiss babies and it'll be fine. And, and it'll all be good. But inside the lines, as a football coach, he's done a great job. Especially with the recruiting, the recruits during all of this Auburn shenanigan. He was able to hold that class together. There was a little bit of question, like Marvin Burks defected to his home state school, um, which, you know, Ole Miss was trying to do the same thing to Dante Dowdle. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. Dowdle did not show up for his official visit, apparently. So we'll see. And there's still a couple that Ole Miss is trying to land. Caden Lee, we're going to ask about that. We're going to ask um, John Garcia about Kedra Criscano. Um, Christopher Johnson committed to Clemson. So that's off. Dante Dowden's off the table. So that kind of leaves Riscano out of that three. So we will look and see what happens. But honestly, when it comes to recruiting and when there's a major player out there, do you really doubt Kiffin at this point? Even when like, if they have to hire a coach, do you really doubt Kiffin at this point? It's really interesting. Anyway, when we come back, we are going to do our transfer spotlight for Tuesday, and we're going to be focusing on the defensive backs. There's a couple of players that people need to know about. Again, the transfer portal spotlight, not guarantees. They're just people that we feel that people should pay attention to, whether it's an offer or not. There's somebody that some way fits what's going on. So it should be pretty good. But I do not expect late drama from Marcel Reed. I think he will hold tight pretty well and come to Oxford and immediately get to that training table and start to bulk up so he can back up his first season at Ole Miss. Can we pause the pod for a second? Okay, we're paused. Great, because you got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. That's cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper, white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and more insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff. Whoa. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they're littering the best tasting protein bars ever built. You see what I did there? They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and a shockingly low sugar and calories. Only 130. Just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you tried these new Built flavors. So Built, you've got to try this. And you can get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% of your order off right now. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by talking and commenting down in the comments below and upvoting the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. Anyway, we are going to start talking about our transfer spotlight, and we are going to pay attention to the defensive backs 
room at the moment. There's three players that we are um, looking at that is popping over the Twitter sphere that either have Ole Miss offers or we're wondering if they're going to get Ole Miss offers. Okay. So the first one we're talking about is going to be Kenneth Harris. He is a defensive back cornerback out of Arkansas State. He is a sophomore this year, so I guess that would be junior, senior. That would be two years of eligibility. He is a true corner, had 10 pass breakups this season, had one interception for four yards. Tackles-wise, ended up for 36 on the season. Looked like he played most every game um, this year. Um, and we'll see exactly how that goes on. Had two picks his um, COVID year. I, I'm not 100% sure. Schools are doing this like freshman, redshirt freshman, redshirt freshman type deals. So I'm assuming they mean COVID years at the moment. But he looks like a good player. He's a true corner. And we talked about whenever Don, DeAndre Prince came back and you had Davis Nigmanosin, all of a sudden you were looking for somebody to replace Miles Battle. You weren't necessarily looking for somebody to replace Deontay Prince or DeAndre Prince or Davis Nigmanosin. You're looking for depth because you have Markevious Brown. You have other players in that room. The young guys like Nick Cole and all that are in that room. So you're looking for a little bit of depth and to upgrade the talent portion of your roster. And Kenneth Harris from Arkansas State could be a cornerback that could provide that route. Another cornerback that could, Gavin Holmes, 5'11", 175, out of New Orleans, Louisiana. Wake Forest has already scrubbed him off of their roster. Um, he has played a good portion of games over the last couple years. He's a similar situation to the last player, Ken Ford. He has an interception, has a touchdown, um, pick six in 2020. Decent player, athletic guy. Again, you're looking for the guy to replace Miles Battle, not necessarily DeAndre Prince or Davis Nigmanosin. Those are cornerbacks that we're hearing about. Now, player that's a safety that we're hearing about is Antavius Lane from Georgia State. He's from West Palm Beach, Florida, but he's a 5'9", 180-pound defensive back. And you're like, whoa, Steve, you talked about physics problem. And it's like, I absolutely did. We'll have to see exactly how they could do this. But this kid is a really physical player. He kind of matches up really well to Ladarius Tennyson and that type of player. So we'll see exactly what's happened. He had a game this year against Georgia Southern where he had 15 tackles. He was always around the ball, had an interception. So as a playmaker, he has made some plays this year. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on this one. I am worried a little bit about the physics because you can see by looking at him and looking at his stats and things, they're looking at him as a potential box safety, like a Tysheem Johnson type. So we'll see exactly um, how this looks moving forward. But those are three players that I think that we might be hearing something about shortly one way or another. Um, but that's the defensive back room. We did the wide receiver room yesterday. Either later on this week or next week, we'll go into another position grouping. I think we still have edge left to do. Um, but we'll keep it on the um, portal watch along with the high school recruiting not many players, but we are going to talk about them. And remember, 
Segment three goes out at the end of the day every day. Now, the reason because of that is the average view time is below seven, segment three. So if you saw it already, I apologize. The segment three stuff needs to go back out because we want people to see that as well. So that is the reason we do that. Anyway, this has been a pretty, pretty quick show, pretty good show. But today, um, they'll have players available as they're going through bowl prep and they're getting ready for that. And getting ready to go over to Houston, Texas for the Texas Bowl and all that's going to go on. Remember, that game's at 8 o'clock Central on ESPN on December 28th. The Tennessee game is at like 4 o'clock Central. So it's going to be Tennessee basketball and Ole Miss. Steve, locked on Ole Miss pregame show. Texas Bowl, locked on Ole Miss postgame show. That That is going to be your December 28th plan. So we'll see exactly how that goes as well. So it should be pretty good. Anyway, today we had John Garrison. We talked about him and him already hitting the road, ground running, regardless. Marcel Reed had a little bit of late drama potentially. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could happen. And we talked about three defensive backs that maybe you should pay attention to in the transfer portal. So we got a lot of stuff going on, really. A lot of stuff going on. We're going to um, cut this short because we don't want to keep you too long and just use your time to use your time. So thank you very much for tuning in. And also thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, We'll keep at it. On on Wednesday, Ole Miss plays Central Florida. We're going to hook it up and record with Tim Thomas on Thursday. He'll talk about Valpo. He'll talk about UCF and get you ready for Temple. So we got a lot of stuff going on over this, and we're working towards the Texas Bowl. The portal's open. High school recruiting, early signing day. Lots of fun stuff over the next couple of weeks. I hope everybody enjoys their holiday break. Um, whenever that goes on, and please keep it locked in to Locked On Ole Miss, and I will see you tomorrow. Peace.